You're listening to Three Mob Radio. Hi, this is Three Mob Radio. The name is Larry, and I'm here with a guy whose middle name is that of Robert Nesta Mali. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Robert Dan, Don, what's up? <laughs> what? I'm on that dance with <laughs> Don, Dan, what's up? Oh, man, I'm so good. Thank you for having me, Larry. This is beautiful, Holmes. Before I get overexcited, uh, you gotta, there's, a, there's a story behind your name. Yeah, you want to tell yeah. it? Oh man, like my real my name Don Dutta is like homage to kings and it also has a double meaning because it's like the boss of bosses type so like I used to be a battle rapper way back when I was younger and like I used to rip up homies. Yeah, that's you know what I mean? <laughs> that's my move. Very serious with my, my art, man. Very serious with my art. So, like, I used to travel around Joburg and just battle dudes, man. Like, if I see you with baggy pants, let's get it. That was that was my motto, dog. So, like, dudes, I was watching Belly the one day with Hype Williams and whatever, and, like, there was an old Jamaican dude who came out with the gun. Yeah, the original Dan Dada. Come ramp with me. And I say, yeah, man, that's you. <laughs> you know? And then also, that's the Don Dada. Because, I mean, you know, Don Dada, we think about it. The original Don Dada. Yeah. But uh, your, your government name has also got a very interesting story. Yeah, man. That's like Menlik Nesta. It's like Menlik is the son of Queen of Sheba and King Solomon in biblical terms. And in African terms, that is the forefathers of Haile Selassie. You know what I mean? So like the rest of the culture, is, it's a big thing, man. And in Ethiopia, it's a very big thing. And then Nesta, my mom met Bob in the 80s when he came out here. I say Bob, you just mentioned him like it's some dude. <laughs> yeah, like we, we close with the Mali family, you know what I mean? Like when they came to SA for the, the Mali road trip, they came to my house, interviewed my parents again and everything. My parents have a very good relationship with them. Rita Mali and my moms, they, they chat very often, so we have a very close relationship. Um, when Bob Mali came in 1980 for independence, he met my mom and they had a nice chat. Um, she just decided, like, that's your name, Nesta. So as it is, Robert Nesta Mali, I'm Menlik Nesta Gibbons. Yeah. From... No pressure, no pressure. Oh, none at all, none at all. Just carry the world. Like they say, some dudes pray for a lighter load. I pray for a stronger back, you know. That's the moves, yeah. Okay, so that's a great background. Uh, you're from Zimbabwe? Born, born in Zimbabwe, man. I left here in grade two, but, like, I come back every year at least twice, Easter and Christmas. I must come back, touch base with the roots. I have a lot of family here, and I miss my family a lot. And like, I have little cousins and nieces that I support and stuff. So I gotta always come back. And uh, is there a particular reason why those holidays? Well, that's the only times when my daughter's free with school. And at the before that, that was when I was free with school. So you know, I was a young dad. <laughs> but that's what happens. Yeah, that's what happens when you rap. Don't rap. Don't don't rap, homie. <laughs> you get killed. So that's your background. Uh, you also got an interesting history around your hair. Yeah, yeah. I never cut my hair in my life. I'm like the first kid here in Zimbabwe to go to school with full locks. Also, first kid in South Africa with full locks. I was very fortunate though because I mean, like, I don't know. Things could have went very ugly with court cases and all of these things. In Zimbabwe, I fought for my own rights. Like, the, like I was a little kid in grade one. The principal wanted me to cut my hair, so he tried to call me to the office and tell me to cut my hair. And I took a look at this man, and he was bald. Like, his whole hair was bald. And I was like, oh, no wonder you want me to cut my hair, because you don't have any. 
So that man just sent me back. How old were you? Grade one. I, I don't even know how old I was. Sent me back to the class and they never bothered me again. Then when I went to South Africa, they wanted me to cut it again. And they were like, no, the only way that you can keep it is if it really is religion. My church here in Zimbabwe, Acadia Church of Christ, they wrote me a letter saying that this is, this is Christian religion. So I took it back to the school and they had to allow me, otherwise it would be discrimination. So like, very fortunate, I don't know, Jao always on my side, you know. I was about to go on to, uh, what's his name, Juno uh, Rebel, Jao is on my side. <laughs> Jao always on my side. I swear, like very, very fortunate, man. Like people even say, if you see a Rastafarian with long dreads, you can tell that's a good person. Because when you go to prison, they cut your hair. You know what I mean? Like many, so I've never been to no prison. I've never, you know what I mean? You Unless they cut it and just reattached it, I don't know. No, no, I can't, I can't. Can. <laughs> the only time I'll ever lose my locks is like if I have to deal with a body or anything. That's why Rasta, when he, when he shakes your hand, he gives you a closed fist because it's transference of energy. So if I have to touch a body, I'd have to restart my locks. But dreadlocks is like vow of the Nazarite. It's like Samson. It's my, it's, it's my symbol to say to God, this is my devotion. Okay. Avant-garde, is, is that your debut album? Yeah, that's my first album. My first. I'm so proud of it though, man. Like, I feel like a little bit egotistical to say in a lot of songs, I'm the king of Harari. But I mean, give it a listen yeah, and you probably feel the same, I swear. <laughs> it's beautiful. It's a beautiful album. How, how did Harare shape you uh, in as far as your perception of the world? If it wasn't for Zimbabwe and Harare, I wouldn't make hip-hop music. Like, South Africa, when I got there, they weren't listening to hip-hop. Like, dudes was listening to Kwaito, they was listening to Sharon Stone, they were on other swag. My cousins that came from Zimbabwe, they were the ones coming with Jordan sneakers. And like, oh, this is the new B.I.G. I was listening to B.I.G. on cassettes. That's how you know. Uh, how far back you go? There we go. Yeah, yeah. I got a little bit of age on me. I got B.I.G. I got like, yeah. So you, you also did the pencil thing and the pen thing? Oh, no, no, no. I'm like, I'm on tape, my on cassette. House. Oh, no. Oh, yeah, the rhymes? You gotta, because you know you missed the point. You know the one that I really rewinded the most? Will Smith, Code Red. That's why when you say Will Smith to me in your top five, it caught me in my heart. I was like, dang, Will, yeah. That, that, I think I broke many a pencil on that tape, dog. And then Eminem, when he came on with the Marshall Matters LP, I remember walking from school, holding that cassette like it was gold. Like my friend made me a copy and I couldn't wait to get home. I was walking with that thing. By the way, he just admitted to copyright infringement. <laughs> of course, because you know what? I believe also that music, music is like a form of expression. It's from the heart. I don't really like to sell my music because if I should put a price on it, it's, it's like it's priceless. I value my music a lot. So if you can't price it, it should be given for free. You know, performances, that's a different story. But giving it to people, people should be able to receive music. That's, that's how artists grow. That is really how we grow when they share, when you share with your friends. And I feel like that, that like the world always has a restriction that's going to limit you because it's to the gain of somebody else or whatever. I run my own record company. I push my own stuff. So it's only me that's going to be gaining. And if it's only me that's gaining, I can honestly say that I feel that people should receive something for free. How is South Africa responding to you talking about your home country? Uh, I mean, in the midst of the xenophobia that's happening and so forth. Of course, I don't think xenophobia is as widespread as the media would like to make it sound. Yeah. But essentially, how does South Africa receive uh, you talking about a country that is not their own? 
they've shown me a lot of a lot of support to be honest with you like Bongani Fasi helped me to push the music forward he was producing a lot of tracks for me I've worked with the Les Mugs Ricky Rick I grew up with Crazy Lou I've shared stages with MT Casper like the who's who of the South African industry and everybody has shown me love so you know I think that you know one rotten egg can spoil the rest that's the type of thing so what we've seen in the media is not the the, the outlook of every person on the street in South Africa like not everybody's a killer and wants to kill a foreign person so yeah man like they know like people are people that's how it's, I guess that's also the blessing of being Rasta when you deal with the person it's, it's a spirit to spirit I'm not dealing with you because you are from this place or whatever and I feel that's how they deal with me too Beyond that, I think that the spirit of Ubuntu is still very strong there, isn't it? Very strong, very strong, very strong. Because, I mean, from my experiences there, I'll tell you personally, when I go there, uh, and some people say, oh, it's the neighborhood you go to, but I think you really find that they have, uh, the majority, overwhelming majority, I even be put my neck on the block and say 98% of the people are good-natured people, especially among, among the black people. Yeah, very good-natured people. Like, I was even asking a question the other day. I was saying to my friend out there in Joburg, I was like, look, with all the xenophobia going on, don't you think it's strange that it's only our African brothers that are getting attacked? Because it's like Chinese shops, Indian shops, Pakistanis. Like, it's a very, it's very isolated incidents and frustration in communities, like, Everybody, like when I come to Zim, I can also see frustration in people. Like people are hungry everywhere in the world. Everyone's trying to come up. So as much as it angers me and it hurts me to see my fellow countrymen die, it also, like, I have a little bit of an understanding because I know what it, it means to try and protect the little bit that you have. You know, so I'm not saying that it's right, but I'm also saying that human beings are human beings. Yeah. What are you trying to achieve with avant-garde? Oh, the world and the universe after that. <laughs> like, like uh, firstly and foremostly, I want the world, like, especially South Africa, to recognize that Zimbabwean artists are fire. We are fire. We are not to be messed with. You know what I mean? Like, our style is very different. South Africa is very Southern American when you listen to their music. They first started with crunk, and now they're South Africa just start saying, y'all. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, that's their, you know what I mean? Swag, boy. <laughs> that's how they do it. Zimbabwe, Zimbabwe is very different, like, I mean, we are, we are artistic people by nature, even if you go and look at the ruins of Zimbabwe, there's great pieces of art from way before art was art. You've got your Ludwig van Goghs and whatnot, and we have great Zimbabwe. Do you know what I mean? We have our own, our own respect. Yeah, yeah, we, we are artistic people. So when it comes to the music and you listen to what we make, it's very different, it's very deep, it's soul-touching stuff. And unfortunately, when I look at some countries, people just want to dance. Hence the popularity of house music. Like, dudes don't want lyrics. Don't hate on house, bro. Don't, don't hate on house. But I'm saying that people don't want lyrics. I, I put it, it's okay. It's, I'm just being silly. I love house. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I love it too. I love it too. Like, I just feel that, it, in like, especially in South Africa, people are not really, they're not literally trying to listen. They want to have a good time. And it's understandable they've been through a lot. You know what I mean? So they like house music, it's not a lot of lyrics. Before that it was jazz music, there's no lyrics, you know. Whereas when you look at Zimbabwe and the rest of the countries, we love lyrics. 
we love something that's going to inspire you and push you forward and give you power. That's where we come from. So, to each his own, I guess. Yeah. I suppose that to each his own is a perfect way to put it because we're all trying to define our individual experiences. 100%, 100%. Like, I'm, I'm such an accepting person. I really, I really, I will never bash anybody. But at the same time, I will speak my mind and, and stand up for what I believe in. And I believe in the talent in Zimbabwe. And I believe in my music. So push it and fight for it. But at the same time, I won't bash anybody else's. People are hustling. Everybody has a child to feed or a family to look after. I don't know what these circumstances are. I cannot hate on that. It's a conversation I had with uh, Risa as well to say at some point, you got to understand that someone who's doing something that looks commercial, like they seem they're selling out, and someone who's trying to do something that quote unquote real, Everyone's trying to eat. Everyone's trying to feed somebody. Exactly. I mean, you know that saying about if, if you want it, you can step in my shoes. Like, you don't know that man could have stones in his shoes. That shoes could be missing in souls. You don't want to step in that shoe. Like, do what you do because nobody can do you. That's the type of man I am. So, I'm going to put you on the spot. Give me three Zimbabwean artists you want to col you would collaborate with. Oh, man, that is so Besides easy. Rinky D. Man. <laughs> I, that didn't even cross my mind. I, I, I swear. Go I swear. away. I Everybody swear. wants a song with Vicky. No. And no job raiser either. All right, you got me. You got me there. <laughs> you got me there. You know what? But actually, because I did a song with Metaphysics and Herb Schwamborn together yesterday. So already that was like a, a dream come true because Metaphysics is one of the dudes that taught me how to rap. So that's one of my, my influences. To make a song with your influence, that's a heavy thing for me. So they don't count because you've already done it. Yeah, so I'd have to drop that out. But I'm going to have to put in like a Namara Brown. Okay, I'll have to put in uh, Takura. Trap. And then my homie out there, Marcus, man. Because I just met the homie, but he trapped and I'm with the boy. Marcus Mafia. Marcus Mafia. Homie okay, trap. Okay, 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 okay. I get that, I get that. Yeah, yeah like, I get that, I get that. You know how you Joe, like when Jay-Z said you listen to a track for five seconds and you know whether you want it or not. We spoke for like a minute or two, but I know that he's a boy. That's why I was already like, take my number. When you and that say hit me up, let's get it. And not only that, uh, you you got that Buster Rhymes voice. That's what they say. But like everybody just... No, I, the, the, the weird people call you Barry White voice, but I'm just... Man, I got Barry White, Fresh Montana, Ja Rule. I'm pretty much the industry. <laughs> So I would say the words of Buster Rhymes. I remember watching the, a flip mode uh, thing that they were having. It was a documentary, and they said if you nod your head to the beat, and you know it's working. That's the truth. That's the truth, man. You like you have to know too much about it. You don't. Like music is something that you feel. Like even when I'm working with the artist, I always tell them you don't have to look for what you want to rap about on the song because the beats and the emotion that's on it is already telling you what to do. You just have to take that and express it. Like your vocals are just the instrument, it's percussion. You're playing percussion on a beat, you're a drummer. You know what I mean? So don't go out of your way to play something that don't belong. Play your role, man. Let the music roll. Yeah, that's how I see it. And Marcus, like, I don't know, like, there's a couple of dudes that I met and I vibe with them immediately and like beyond music type swag. Like, no, we can chill and be homies. And then you get other dudes like, now nah, we got an hour. Yeah. Before we go, um, uh, where can people find what you're up to? 
Uh, man, on Facebook, you can hit me up, Don Dutta Music. That's my fan page. You can also go to uh, Rough Cut Studios. That's my company's page. Or if you want, you can go to my personal page, Mendic Nesta Gibbons. And, uh, you know, if I'm not at my limit, I'll add you. That's all good. On Twitter, it's Don Dutta Music. Instagram, Don Dutta Music. Yeah, it's Don Dutta World. It's Don Dutta World. Shout out to you, bro. Nah, shout out to you, my nigga. <laughs> shout out to you. This is a Three Mob Radio production. www.3-mob.com <laughs>